Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of our show. I'm here today with Field Craddock, an interaction designer that's leading design for hardware and digital experiences in San Francisco. Happy to have you here today, Field. Hey, how's it going? Uh, everything's cool. So today is about you. And please <laughs> tell me, <laughs> what were the most important points in your career? Because I know you've been at CID, you've done lots of great stuff. So yeah, what were the key points? Um... I think the, I think like a lot of times in my career, I sort of like to shake things up. So there, there've been like a few key points. Um, I started, I think, I think there's probably a few and that's usually when I like decide I want something different and I, I shake things up and, and sort of like move in a direction. So I started school at a art school here in, um, in the States called Rhode Island School of Design. And so I, I was there and then I ended up transferring schools. And so that was sort of like this big shift. I went to sort of like a more technical school in, in my like home state. Um, and I think that that sort of shift um, was like a big change. And then um, I studied industrial design um, when I started out. So um, physical products and things like that. And I was working in New York at a design consultancy and like designing kitchen tools and learning a lot. But like, I think I, that's when I realized like I was really into technology and uh, sort of not just designing the, the product uh, sort of physical form, but like really the system that it's inside of and the experiences that people have with it and things like that. And um, yeah. And that's when I, I sort of, I sort of took a chance and left the job. It was sort of like my dream job at the time. And I left and went to uh, CIID in Copenhagen um, to study interaction design. And, um, and yeah, so I think, I think that was, I think that was like a, a big decision, but, but even still it was sort of hard to, it was hard to leave designing physical things. There's something so like gratifying about it. So I think just, that slow move to more digital stuff has been, has been um, sort of like a, I mean that moment, but it does, it all, it doesn't happen in just a moment. It sort of take, you sort of have to keep, keep moving. It's, it's all, everything, everything's about like little steps that add up. I think. Yeah. You have to prepare to make that decision. Yeah. 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 And why did you pick a design career in the first place? Cause that's not an obvious yeah. career choice. It's funny you say that because people ask that a lot. And it's, I, I always say like, it was an obvious career course for me because, because my, both my parents are sort of in the design field. My dad is an architect and my mom is a, an artist or sort of has pursued art later in life. Um, and I'm the youngest of, of like five kids. And most of my siblings had done something creative, like, fashion or film and video or like graphic design. So I was sort of like, I was sort of like, what does an accountant do? Like, I, I you know, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't really understand. And so I, um, I, I, I think growing up, I was like, oh, I want to be an inventor. Like I thought that was, would be like a very cool job. Like, um, I don't know, like the guy who invented the Segway was really popular when I was growing up. Like he, he people thought the Segway was going to change the world. And so, I 
I thought it was like so cool. And, um, and so I was, I was like, I want to be an inventor and I didn't really, I didn't know that job didn't exist. So I guess it was either like engineer or, or designer, but I was, I was more, um, I was probably more creative than good at math. <laughs> so you come from a cr very creative family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, With the path that you've taken, you can work in basically every sector, in every yeah. area. So yeah. what's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite one? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think um, I used, you, you sort of said it in the intro, but, but I think one thing that's sort of unique about the stuff I work on is I, I, I have that industrial design background, and so I still, I still work at sort of a um, industrial design consultancy uh, in addition to sort of interaction design and things like that. But we work on a lot of physical products. And, um, and so I think I like, I like sort of this niche within interaction design called, or, you know, people, people call it different things, but I think people call it like hardware interaction design. So, um, you know, designing the experience of like how you interact with a physical thing. Um, and, I think, you know, within that, there's like, there's so many avenues, but I think like, I think robotics is like a very exciting place to design within because, you know, you're, you, you there's a lot of like, you're pretty much like have every, um, every sort of like medium at your disposal to sort of design interactions. So, you know, you could talk, you could, you could do voice interactions, you could, there could be a screen you can design sort of like movements, almost like a choreograph, like that, that's gonna, that's gonna like change how you, um, ha you know, how you perceive what the robot is doing and things like that. So I, I mean, that, that's a, that's a space that's like super interesting and, and that I, I, I love to think about, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I think generally I like to like work on a lot of different things, but I think that, that that's sort of the robot and the physical um physical product space is like really exciting to me nice and what's the hardest part about designing physical products because i can um, imagine that right now it's not only physical products like the ones that we have in the stores yeah like let's yeah. say your everyday goods yeah but also yeah i don't know kiosks or yeah Yeah. The new headphones or whatever. Yeah, I would say. Um, I think I think there's there's a few things. I mean, one thing is just like the the finality of designing a physical product. There's so much that you have to sort of. You can only decide once, and then once it's that it, you're you know once it's decided, you may not be able to change it for two years or a year or five years or like, because, you know, if, if you're designing like a, um, if you're designing like a thermostat or something, you know, like an interactive smart thermostat in the beginning, you need to decide like, how do I interact with this? You know, is it a, is it voice control? Is it buttons? Is it a touchscreen? Is it a knob? And like, once you make that decision, there's no going back. Like, um, like there is with software, like, um, You can't you can't like ship a update or do an A/B test and like and, yeah. and you can uh, change software in a matter of what yeah. hours yeah so 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you, you, it, um, yeah, it just, it, there's a little, there's a lot more pressure to like, to make the right decision. Um, and, and I think the, the, the sort of like solution to that is like prototyping, um, so that you, you, you really know whether you've, you've made the decision correct or not. And, and that brings up like another thing that's hard about it is the like prototyping. There's this, there's not these like defined tools, especially for designers to like prototype these physical hardware like experiences. A lot of times you have to sort of get really creative and, and like mash up other tools. Whereas like for screen based design, it's like Figma is great. Like principle, there's like 20 different prototyping apps and, um, yeah. And, you know, and so, yeah, I think, I think there's, there's, you know, there's a lot that's hard about it, but I think that the, that the, those, the hard parts are the parts that make it sort of fun and, and rewarding at the same time. So it's, it's a double-edged yeah, sword. Like you see how a product comes to life basically yeah. and you can touch it, you can feel it. Yeah. Like I think that's the problem with software that uh, some people don't get into it because they, they can't feel it. That, that's the main problem. They yeah. don't see it and they don't consider a software product a real product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think like I think coming I think coming from the like industrial design world and the physical product world like I sort of had that had that sense too and I I do think I do think though I have been surprised the more I work on like software and digital products how much how much like you can still get that same feeling as well. Like, I, I think, like, I think, I think there is, um, there is something, there is something like gratifying about it. And there is something, there's sort of like, there's an instant gratification, which is nice too. <laughs> Whereas like with, with hardware design, it's like you, you might be like slogging for like a year before you see anything. And like with software, it's like, you can do like a week sprint and you're like, look at this like cool thing I made. <laughs> so like, I, I really, you know, there, there are pros and cons to both, but, but yeah, I do think, I do think people, you know, people don't, don't, don't quite think of it as, as the same. Although Although I, 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 the, like the phrase like product designer has, has been applied now to software. So, um, it's like a big, a big, a big sticking point with industrial designers. They're not happy that, that, uh, the software people took that, <laughs> took that name. Yeah, like in every SaaS startup, you can find a product designer and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Um, I think we so the the uh, the place I'm working right now we um they had designed this product for kids sort of um in the past and the the owner of the company came to us and and wanted to like explore the augmented reality space and so um we don't like I never designed anything for augmented reality and they were they were just they were coming to us to sort of like um they wanted to have sort of they wanted to show sort of like ideas and possibilities to share with like investors. So it was sort of like, it didn't need to be, it didn't need to be like completely figured out. It was, it just needed to be sort of like exciting. And so, um, and, and we, and we only had like two weeks to work on it, which I, I like, 
I, so, but, but we just, we just had to like, ex, we just had to like share, we just had to like get people excited. Like it didn't need to work or like anything. And so I like these like shorter projects better because I can, I tend to be like a bit of like a perfectionist and overthinker. And if you just like condense it all down, you, you have to like, just do, do you just have to do. Um, you don't have so, the time for that. Yeah. There's no time for that. So, um, Yeah, I think it was like I liked it. I liked this. I liked designing this like augmented reality. It was like an augmented reality game for kids to 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 help them like be more active. Um, and it seemed like at, at, at first, and also like at first, when you say that like augmented reality, like be more active, like does it? it you know, it doesn't like make make much sense because it doesn't connect. <laughs> yeah, because like you're like this is like a screen. Like you know, they're just you know. But uh, I think that was like an interesting challenge was like, how do we take this thing that is, you know, this sort of like solo experience and this very, um, you know, you're, you're like taking the world. Well, a lot of, you know, with, with the, the, the sort of like grand vision of augmented reality is you're wearing glasses and the whole world is augmented, but like mm -hmm. our sort of current thing is you have a phone and you're looking through the phone and the yeah. the thing with in front of you is augmented and so like that is sort of a like very narrowing experience and so we had to sort of we had to sort of be creative like how do we how do we take how do we like take the this thing that's happening on the screen but expand it so that like there are multiple people playing together and things like that and so um it was it was just it was like a cool challenge and also it was um It was an interesting, like, like I was saying before, with like the prototyping. There's not great like augmented reality prototyping tools. There's like yeah. Unity and stuff, but you're like, oh, yeah, it's not what you don't have a, you don't do that in a mm -hmm. week. And so we just we um, we did like we the first thing we did was like body storming, which is a kind of interesting thing. It's like brainstorming, but you just. Yeah you almost act it out. Like you, you sort of are like, you're, it's a, you know, with, with the like physical world, you have to like, you have to, you're basically like prototyping a physical experience in space. Um, so, you know, we, um, we sort of would like act, act out the, um, the act out what it would be like to use this augmented yeah. reality game. And then we would like videotape, videotape it and like, Uh, and sort of like create these short like video prototypes and then what we ended up doing was like after we had sort of like an experience we thought was nice we we actually like superimposed 3d objects into this video to like pretend like it was the you know the <laughs> augmented yeah. reality thing so um it was just it was like a fun a fun project it's hard to describe in in words like what exactly yeah, like, was going on like but, ar yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to describe unless <laughs> yeah, you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should have picked something easier to describe, but um, <laughs> but it uh, was interesting. Like it's the first yeah. time that I've seen about body storming. Yeah. 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 I never thought about it this way that you can yeah, in the environment, in the space yeah. next yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah, I can I can give like it's sort of an interesting concept. I can give like a better example, like We did this sort of internal project 
that was around like earthquake response and sort of how can we get people connected after an earthquake to sort of like help each other and, and provide mutual aid. Um, and like one of the, one of the like ideas that came out of it was sort of like a like device that would be in your home that, or, you know, this was like, we were thinking specifically about like elderly people and people who, who need extra help. Um, and so it was like sort of this emergency device that would be in their home and, and would detect the earthquake and then check in on them and sort of connect them to help and things like that. And so, you know, we literally like got a box and like put it in the room and then pretended like there was an earthquake and like talk to it and stuff. So you're, you're sort of like acting out this physical experience um, in person and, and almost like seeing how it feels. Um, it's kind of sort of like goofy, but I think that's like, <clears throat> that's like the, 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 I think like this is, this gets at like one of the things I really like about interaction design. So like the, story or like theatrical aspect to it you're sort of like choreographing this experience almost like like a play or something um and so like taking that literally and just like acting out what it's like to you to what it would be like to use a product is like a super fast way to like prototype an experience and we have we call it body storming <laughs> i knew that interaction design is interesting but yeah i didn't know that it looks like that <laughs> yeah yeah we were we, we took some pictures of us like laying on the floor in our office you know as if we're like got under the table for like um for uh for the earthquake like by just like doing it you're also like building empathy of like you know you you can design the whole experience and think about the earthquake but like actually sitting under a table and just like putting yourself in that position like opens your mind up to lots of new ideas <laughs> yeah i can imagine like, yeah you said about empathy mm -hmm. i will ask you about curiosity how important is curiosity for a designer i mean i think i think it's probably one of the most important, <laughs> one of the most important things. I think like, um, I mean, curiosity is, is it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like the interest in asking questions. Right. And I think like I, the more I do design, the more I, I think it's like two skills. It's asking yourself questions or asking other people questions and then answering the questions. And so like, you know, as you go through the process, you, you're just constantly like, you're just constantly asking questions like, what if we did this? Like, why is this this way? Like, how could this be better? Like, it's, it's all these like questions you're asking. And so if you're not like, if you're not, if you're not like excited by asking those questions and that doesn't like that, you know, that that's not just like, how that's not sort of the mode of thinking you want to be in then then like it's it's hard to do design so so like that yeah i think that curiosity is what like fuels that question asking and i and i you know it's like probably cliche but sometimes it's like it's more important like sometimes it's more finding the right question is the more important thing and so i think that's where like curiosity comes in yeah I had one conversation with John, who's uh, yeah, more on the UI side, mm -hmm. 
and he told me that yeah, you have to ask that why question 10 times to get yeah. to the bottom of the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a teacher that said if you ask someone why 10 times, they'll, 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 you'll eventually get to them saying because they are afraid of dying, which is kind of morbid. But, but if you follow the train of thought, it's like, it's like, well, why do you do it? It's well, also so possible. So I can make money. Well, why do you want to make money? So I can eat food. And you're like, well, why do I don't eat food? And you're like, so I don't die. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there was yeah. this story about forgetting your pen at school. Yeah. Like you forget your pen, you stop learning. You stop learning. You can't develop yourselves. You can't develop yourselves. You can't earn money. You can't yeah, earn yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> You get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I'm sure that on some pro- uh, project you've worked with software development teams. Yeah. And what would you say are the biggest problems for an interaction designer that's working yeah. with developers? So many. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think, you know, a lot of people put emphasis on, well, I, I guess I'm a designer. So so in, in my, my interpretation of how people think about it is like, oh, engineers don't understand designers, which is probably true. Uh, but I also think like, designers don't understand how engineering works. I mean, I, I'm still, you know, I, I, I'm still learning every, every time I interact with engineers, like how it works. So I think, I think one thing is like, we don't know what's easy and what's hard and like what takes a long time and what doesn't take a long time for engineers. For a designer, like what, what's easy and what's difficult for engineers or what takes a long time doesn't like actually follow that much logic because like you may design this like little thing that you think is simple, but the engineer is like, it's going to take me like days to, to, to code. But then like, you're like, Oh, can you load like a thousand of these things? And they're like, yeah, sure. That's just like, that's just like a for loop or like, you know, whatever it's like. And so it's like, it's hard for us to know like, what takes a long time and what and what doesn't take a long time. So I think it's like, I think that's part of it. I think another thing that I've run into is like, is is sort of understanding, is sort of engineers understanding like what stage of the design process the designer is in, and so like, um, and and like how much things could change. I think it's hard to communicate like what's going to change or what has the potential to change in the design and what is staying the same. So I think like I've run into the problem where you like design, design something and the engineer like reads too much in, into the design and you're like, no, this was just like a, this is just for you to sort of like get a sense of the like architecture, but I don't want the like, you don't need to like make the button perfect yet or so like we haven't like figured that out, you know? And so like, I think just like knowing where each other are in the process is, is, uh, is, a. I think it also, you know, would be helpful for designers to like get a crash course in like the engineering process and like what gets set up when, and, and, and also I'm, I'm just speaking from, from my experience where, you know, the places I've worked have been more of like a consulting um, environment where like we are doing design and then we'll, we collaborate with engineers when it's necessary. But if you worked for instance at like a 
software company, a lot of times you're like paired with an engineer and you're like working with them every day. And so you, you might have like a, a more intimate understanding of their workflow, but, but for us, we, you know, every, almost every project is with a different engineering team. And so it's like a new learning experience and things like yeah. that. So we have our own. Like, everybody works differently. So. Yeah. Everybody works differently. Yeah. What would you say? How can engineers yeah, understand the design process or the stage of the design process? Should they learn more about design or would it be only about communication? I think honestly, like communication is is more important because like you said, every engineer works differently. Like every designer works differently too. And so I think like asking the right questions and and having the like, you know, working to get like a shared terminology, like what what does a wireframe mean to you and what does a wireframe mean to me? Or like what does architecture mean to you? You know, and and I just I think like I think the engineers I think that I've worked with that have like a better time working with the designers aren't like afraid to ask a lot of questions or ask stupid questions or ask questions they already think they know the answer to because I think engineers like having the answer and so or that that's my sense and so like and so like um yeah i just i think like asking asking more questions is is good um as a designer i would i'd rather the engineer ask me like a million questions than than say like yeah 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 i got it i got it got it and then like and then three weeks later you're like what? <laughs> so what the yeah. heck is this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I say it over and over again, but yeah, I believe that engineers, so developers should be engaged early in the design process. Yeah. So even, yeah, if not the whole engineering team, then only the PM that's, that's handling them. So yeah. he can explain everything and yeah, communicate what the designer has thought about on this day. So yeah. they know it already before they even yeah go into the development. Yeah. This, that's where many problems can get solved before they even occur. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think that's totally true. And like the, the projects I've worked on where the clients have their engineers in like all of the reviews and they, we, and they sort of, you know, we'll, we'll show them five different, like high level, architectures are sort of like high level concepts for for the software or, and and we'll evaluate it on like a you know a user perspective on like a business perspective and then getting the engineers to evaluate it on like a difficulty perspective i think is important like you know obviously we don't want to like sacrifice experience but if something is like 10 times harder and and only a slightly better than it's not, you know, we want to know that early on. Uh, you know, I think with, with both engineering and design, it's like knowing when to be flexible and when to like put your foot down. But, you know, it's better yeah. to have the people in the room to have that discussion than to find out later. Exactly. That it's like not, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that meetings are a bit overrated? <laughs> I think the way a lot of meetings end up happening aren't very useful or can, can, can be, I think without structure, they're, they're overrated. I mean, I think like, I think 
a lot of people see every every meeting as as the same and it's just like oh we'll just get in a room and figure it out but like if you think about the meeting as like a workshop if you called it a workshop right it would mean something different like a meeting is like we're all here and we're just gonna like start talking a workshop implies that someone has like prepared a structure for the meeting and they're sort of like tools to to sort of like achieve the end goal of the meeting i just saw someone say like and i'm gonna try to remember it right now and i might only get a few but they were like there are three different types of meetings and like you need to know what type of meeting you're having before you have it so it's like you're either like making a decision like solving a problem or you're like it was something else, but, but I, I can't, I, I can't remember all of them, but like, but like knowing what you're going into the meeting doing and making sure like you've set up a structure for that meeting, I think is important. And like, I do think, I do think thinking about it more as like an activity than like a conversation. Like that's why I like the like phrase workshop, because it's like a work you come with like, Oh, we have these, like, we have sort of like, we have some like ideas and we have like a space for people to put their opinions. And then like, um, because a lot of times it just ends up people talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And then the time comes up and everyone's like, all right, well, like we'll circle back and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Let's talk about this next week. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about this next week. Like that's like, that's a meeting where like a workshop is like, all right, we, we, we've like ranked thing, you know, it just has like structure. So I do think there's like an art to designing meetings and like, and uh, I'm, I mean, I don't always do it well, but in it also, be, it, you know, it like takes time and it takes, um, yeah. it takes effort. So like, but, but I it's think also if you hard can, to do because when you get into a meeting and yeah, let's say now it's even harder but yeah, let's go. Say we go to the office, we go into a meeting. It's hard to not have a conversation about all that basic stuff. Yeah. A normal conversation, not about work. Because, you know, you have to communicate with those people. You have to build that connection. Yeah. You have to build relations. And yeah. if you go to a, let's say, 15 minutes min- 15 minutes meeting, yeah. and you talk only business, business, business. Yeah. Then the next meeting, half an hour, business, business, business. <laughs> like <laughs> you won't have the energy for the next meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. I, I think that's super important. Like the, um, yeah, the the chance to sort of like not talk business. Like I think like 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 when I, especially with clients where you don't work with them all the time, but it's just you know that I do think that like first five minutes is important where you're like. Oh, like you see, especially now with like COVID, you, you see their rooms and you're like, they have their favorite like baseball team flag on their wall. And you're like, oh, you're a Giants fan. And they're like, yeah, oh, you know, and it's just like, it just, I think it like loosens everybody up and, and it like, it's important. So like, if, if you are making a super structured meeting, just put in some structure, put, put in some planned, uh, some planned uh, small talk. <laughs> yeah. The first yeah. five minutes and... <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. just be human (laughs) (laughs) do you think that designers should sketch more often yeah i mean i think especially like digital digital designers i mean even even me like i have to remind myself to sketch um like i think it was more i think it was more 
sort of like pushed on me as a student, as an industrial designer, like sketching, you know, the sort of like freedom and quickness and like flexibility of sketching would generate better ideas than going straight onto the computer and things like that. And like, you know, everyone is like, you know, if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, blah, blah, blah. So like, if you, if you only open up Figma, you're only ever going to design, you know, something that's easy to make in Figma. Whereas like, if you start sketching, um, you may have, you may have like other ideas. And I think it's like, it's a great, I think it's a great like um, remedy for, for like, perfectionism and like getting stuck in the details and stuff because you literally don't like it's annoying to sketch details and like and so like you it forces you to stay high level and it's like really low stakes and like and also the the way you sort of uh critique a sketch is so much different than the way you critique like a mock-up or like a, a ui screen or something like you can you know it's the the fidelity like changes how you think about the idea. So you may sketch something and it's like, but it, it it's like, Oh, we would never actually build this, but you can sort of, it's easier to sort of like get the essence of the idea. And like, I also think like the, the venue of like being in a room, looking at a wall, like standing there with your coworker or team or whatever is a different experience than like huddled around the screen and like, you know, looking at stuff. And so like, um, they're, they're, they're like both important, uh, but I would say like, um, even, you know, even on like, even on like a project where like, we've already sort of like defined the design system and, and all of this stuff. And it's very easy just to go into Figma and like move components around and stuff like that. It's like, it's still good to get, out in sketch because because of that sort of like just um just like different yeah different way you like relate to it and so i think i mean i think it's i think it's super important i i, I don't know like maybe i'm over um overestimating how little people sketch but i i've i've found myself like forgetting to sketch and then and then doing it and being like oh wow that was so productive so I'm assuming other people have the same have the same issue. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Over time, we forget about the basic things. So yeah. It's good to yeah. get back to the basics because yeah, the power hides in them. So, should good design build an emotional connection with the user? Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. No. But um, always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, no. Uh, I, I guess it's an interesting question, but always. Um, I think I think there's a case to be made for, like, yes. It's just we always see emotion as this, like, this, like, volatile thing. Like, we're, like, love, hate, like, um, infatuation, like, desire. Like, oh, you know, these are things that, like, you would you would want to, like, think about when you're, like, designing, you know, a, a dating app or like a pizza ordering app. You're like, oh, we want to like, we want to think about that emotion of like desire, you know, and all these things. <laughs> and so like, that's sort of, sort of like the classic example of emotion. Um, and when you said, when you said like, should it always, you know, for a moment there, I was like, 
second guessing myself. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Like if I'm designing like a nuclear reactor control panel, I, you would, you would say like, I want to remove all emotion from it. Right. But like, (laughs) but like really though, you want to like, you want to design for other emotions. Like you still need to like empathize with the nuclear reactor control panel guy. Like you want to design for like, calm and like confidence or like you know um yeah like other other sort of emotions like i i i think i think thinking about like emotions can be can be helpful in like any any design so um it's just not always maybe the things we think about when we think about emotions like human i think the idea that human beings can be like emotionless is false like (laughs) <laughs> the, the guy sitting at his desk controlling the nuclear reactor has emotions and he he's stressed out about his like kids and you know he's uh thinking about like fantasy football team or whatever and so like he has emotions you just you need to think about them too and you're like how can we how can we make him like you know confident and calm and like um you know feel like uh, empowered or or you know i i you know i i'm not in the psyche of a of a, <laughs> a nuclear reactor controller but but they're you know there are emotions there and they need to be thought about so i do think they're valuable in any design project it, it's just yeah i think it's like it's part of being user-centered is sort of thinking about their emotions and and how you want them to feel when when they're using your your product field if i gave you a billion dollars so you could work on solving any problem. What would you work on? Oh man, solving any problem. I think when I started as a designer, you know, I think people get into design because they're like, I want to make the world a better place and I want to solve problems. And and I think we do that. Um, and and I, I, I think like, I do think there's like a place for design in that and I think that that should be sort of like the goal that everybody puts on their job like I mean like like it, yeah if you're if you're not making the world if you don't feel like you're making the world a better place or in some way even if it's just like how you treat the people around you or something I, I don't think I think you need to like reevaluate things but uh but that's sort of like a lofty thing but I've sort of I think I've sort of realized and maybe it's just being in the United States at this time, but like, I think I've realized that there's like such a big role of like politics and government in like our, our lives and like, and whether they can or like, can't be better. Like, uh, I mean, I, you know, I could design like a better app to talk to your doctor and that might help some people and like make the world a, better place for those people but like if if i really wanted to make things better for people's healthcare in the united states i would just like give everybody health like universal health care insurance or something and that's not that's not something you can just do as not a business you can't just like do that as a job and so like i do think like i think like there's there are certain things that you need to solve through like politics and like democracy and people like demanding a better life not just like a business that like that you like 
buy something to make your life better. And so like, I think if, I mean, I think if I had a billion dollars, I would try to, you know, I would try to influence politics. <laughs> like I would, I would sort of like try to, I would, I, I would, yeah, I would, I would do something political. I mean, we have, we have these like um, billionaire right wing sort of uh, brothers in the United States called the Koch brothers. And they're sort of like a villain of, of anyone progressive. And, you know, most people know who they are, like have no idea how they got their money. I think it's like oil or something, but, 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 uh, most of the time it's oil. Yeah. Most of the time it's oil. So like, I would want to be their, their, uh, their like foe. I would be their billionaire billionaire person on the left <laughs> that <laughs> but but i think i do th but i think there's like a role for design in that in that like you know so much about design is like persuading people and telling a story and making something complicated easy to understand and like there's so much of that that could be applied to like politics and government and and especially here like we make make everything so complicated and we it doesn't need to be that way. And I, I do think there's like a role. Uh, I do think like there's a role of design and politics that isn't, that's, you know, isn't being explored to like its full potential. And so like just thinking about, I think, you know, thinking about that and, and sort of like uh, propaganda and, and stuff like that would be, uh, would be like a worthwhile way to, to uh, spend some time and money. <laughs> I think that a billion dollars wouldn't be enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's funny how like uh how yeah, how much the scale of some of the money like required to do things or like even like, you know, a million dollars you're like you know, I can buy a like one bedroom apartment in San Francisco. So. <laughs> like, it's not what I thought it was when I was a kid where you're like a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And field, how do you keep yeah. learning and improving as a interaction designer? Is it just by doing, or yeah? I mean, I I think it depends on the type of person. Like, I I think like I'm I've always been like a learn by doing person. So so I I do I do think like that. I mean, I think it comes back to the. I do I think it comes back to like the the curiosity the curiosity thing where um you know if if there's something out there that you're you're not sure just like go down that rabbit hole like I yeah I think I think I'm I'm I've been working with like this is sort of getting getting back to some of your other questions but I've you know I've been working with engineers at work and and um and wanting to learn more about that space. So I, you know, I think I'm, I'm trying to learn how to like build actual software right now. That's sort of like my side project that I'm, I'm learning. So I think, I think part of it is just like, um, give yourself projects to do. Like, um, I, 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 I can never learn something unless there's like something I want to use the skill to do. Um, so if you want to learn French, plan a trip to Paris if you want to like build <laughs> if you want to build if you want to build like you know if you want to learn how to like design 
if you're an engineer and you want to learn how to like design, like pick pick some simple problem that that you have and and start designing. Or if you're a designer and you want to learn how to engineer, like design a simple app that you think you might be able to build, and then go on YouTube and type, you know, how to build a how to build like a to-do list app. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I basically, I learn everything on YouTube. So <laughs> YouTube has become awesome in the last yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. I love, I, I just, I, I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the second biggest search engine. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, do you have any tips for someone who, yeah. Who's thinking about being an interaction designer? So a few things that they have to keep in mind if they want to yeah, follow this path. Yeah. Think bigger than maybe you're you're thinking with interaction design. I think like a lot of I feel like I see a lot of people, you know, who who get in interaction design in in sort of like this like or sort of just see it as like, you know, apps or product